Welcome to the Footwear Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Outdoor Insight, Team Insight, Textile Insight, and Footwear Insight with related digital publications, Team Insight Extra twice monthly, Textile Insight Extra once a month, and Footwear Insight Extra on Wednesdays. Now it's time for the latest podcast. We are speaking with Mr. Dan Feeney, PhD, and Director of the Biomechanics Research and Performance Fit Lab from BOA headquarters in Denver, Colorado. Mr. Feeney has directed the development of the lab, also referred to as PFL, over the last four years. It is a 2,700-square-foot space with motion capture, instrumented treadmill, and more and more that studies the relationship between fit and performance, measuring the biomechanical impact of fit. Dr. Feeney has a PhD in neuromechanics from the University of Colorado Boulder and a master's degree in biomechanics from the University of Delaware. Before joining BOA, Dan, a former professional triathlete, division one runner and cross country coach, worked in the specialty run in consumer wearable markets. BOA, which created the BOA Fit System, was founded in 2001 to develop performance fit solutions for a variety of products. It is currently owned by publicly traded Compass Diversified. Again, Dan joins us, the Footwear Insight Extra podcast from BOA's U.S. headquarters in Denver. Uh, good morning, Dan, and let's get started. First, Dan, maybe you can tell our listeners about BOA and the inception of the PFL, and what is the lab's principal focus and types of testing that has been completed and is done regularly. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, exactly like you said, BOA is about 21 years old, and really it started as a fantastic way to close snowboarding boots. It solved a real issue that was needed when our founder, Gary Hammerslag, wanted to tie his children's snowboard boots. If you fast forward about 15 years of our history, we brought thoughtful solutions into many markets like cycling, workwear, and snowboarding, like I said, where the micro adjustability of dials over the course of a long day in the saddle or on the job made a ton of sense. However, as we started to look into getting into other segments like trail running, training, etc., we hypothesized that we could actually change the fit of footwear and products through these wrap-based configurations that you see on the market now. So we essentially moved from our solution being one of micro-adjustability to one of improved fit and performance. These wrap products you can see in shoes like the Ultramont Blanc, the New Balance Minimus, or the Adidas Code Chaos. They look different, and the reason they look different is because we think the key to a better fit and performance is using different ways to actually fit the product to the human. So you can provide fit, flexibility, and freedom in various different parts of the product. These are just things that conventional laces and U-thirds can achieve. However, we needed to build a biomechanics lab to verify these hypotheses. So in 2018, we set out to build our lab and validate these hypotheses. We started with agility and speed, where any sort of sport that you might change direction quickly, we thought we could have a really big impact. Because if you can hold the foot in place and you can really change fundamentally what the rest of the body is going to do based on a better connection to the midsole, we could actually improve performance. From that study in 2018, We partnered with the University of Denver, and we ultimately published two white papers in early 2021, showing that these wrap concepts could significantly improve performance and agility by changing direction more quickly. Since then, we've moved into endurance testing, and we should be publishing a paper on trail running biomechanics soon, likely early next year. We also test our snowboarding boots, golf shoes, and more. All of this to say, our lab has a few primary arms. First, we publish these validation studies, and these really set the foundation for the rigor that we want to do our testing in our lab. Secondly, we take the methods from these validation studies and test our brand partner products during the approximately 18 months it takes to make the shoe. For example, during that design kickoff, we might set out a testing plan to test the product twice during the development of that shoe using the methods that we've already validated in peer-reviewed papers. We then work with their designers, developers, and our internal team to make the shoes fit better so that the products that make it to market actually improve fit and performance. 
And then lastly, what we're trying to do is expand our understanding into the next horizon. So how do different geometries, materializations, and other interactions of the upper with the rest of the shoe actually impact performance? So that's the innovation arm of our lab. Next, I just wanted to know, and I think you covered some in your first answer, but how has BOA shifted its strategy under the ownership of Compass Diversified? Is there any significant thing you've changed under your new ownership? From my perspective, we haven't changed strategy a lot. Compass Diversified has been such a good partner because they understand the value in investing in the scientific and sort of revolutionary studies to find the benefits of the products so we can provide a competitive advantage to products that go to the market. We want to, within the lab, push innovation in the short, medium, and long term. And in order to do that, we have to expand our R&D capabilities through investing in materialization, headcount, et cetera. So really, from my point of view, without the support of Compass, we couldn't have expanded these capabilities. And we've really just sort of married our paths from before with some great leadership from their team and our executive team. Turn to, you know, Boa's relationship with Atrix. You know, when did it commence and how does the partnership benefit both Boa and Atrix? And maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit what, about what Atrix does. Absolutely. So we started um, looking at foot scanning technology basically as soon as we opened the lab in 2018. We thought that fundamentally it was really important to understand how the different shapes of people's feet would interact with the different lasts and shapes of the rest of the shoe. From my time working in run retail, almost every single person has some sort of oddity to their foot. And when they look for optimal footwear, they try to accommodate that shape. When Atrix approached us um, about in 2019, early 2020, we were really keen to partner with them because we could get high quality data in a pretty short time frame. Our lab is really busy. We test over 400 people within the lab each year. And all of those tests take a lot of time to set up motion capture data where you have to put little markers all over the athlete. We measure force plate data up to 2000 times per second. And all of this setup process is a really long and cumbersome process for us to get great data. With the Atrix Albert II, we can scan their feet in 15 to 30 seconds at the end of a testing session. And we have a high quality CAD rendering of their foot down to the millimeter of accuracy. This has been valuable for us because as we think about what we can really affect on products, We look at our products, um, our configurations, which is what we call how we put the geometry of these panels onto products, where those panels extend, where they provide hold, where they provide flexibility needs to match up with the population average in foot shapes. So for example, we don't want our last panel extending beyond metatarsal phalangeal joint because we know for most testers, that's actually going to create a hotspot. Atrix began as an orthotics and footwear company, and I don't want to speak too much for them, but they really broadened their offerings with the scanner, and the scanners won a number of awards, and you can find it in a lot of point-of-sale locations. I think ultimately some of the really neat insights they're going to get from the worldwide data they're collecting is understanding purchase, repurchase programs, returns, what are some last shapes of feet that work really well with certain brands and different configurations from our point of view. I want to follow up with a question that wasn't on my script. That basically is, I know that right now, I believe there's two or three, at least maybe less than five uh, fit devices available at retail. Being a runner yourself and being at retail, you think when the when it comes to a certain period of time, we'll have one for all retails, or you think there's a room for different degrees of fit, if you will, with these different machines and different devices? I think each level of fit and device is likely going to change over time. You know, from my time working in run retail, I think there's a bit of an art and a science to it. Certainly, you might have two people, then they look like they walk quite similarly, their feet might be shaped similarly, and then they have very different opinions on what shoes they like. This is kind of an enigma, right? You know, with these scanners, we want to be able to just scan their feet and immediately say this is what works well or what doesn't. I think over time, as each of these scanners start to differentiate themselves through some of their other offerings, for example, Atrix also measures the pressure underneath of your feet. 
there could be avenues that might allow one of them to gain a competitive advantage in that area. The other thing is, you know, data is such an important thing in the world these days, and it's such an important way that we can build businesses. So I think as people and these brands lean into this, these insights we can glean from all the data we collect, that's going to be the next revolution we see in these scanning technologies. How many brand partners in what area, you mentioned before, but how many brand partners in what areas does Bull work with currently? Currently, we have about 300 brand partners globally. In the four plus years I've been at BOA, we've been diligent about working deeply with our brand partners to create high performing models and really not chasing business. In these four years that I've been at BOA, we actually have fewer brand partners now than we did four years ago. However, we have greater sales and revenue volumes than we did. And the reason this is really intentional, we want to go deep with the brand partners that want to develop products that have meaningful impact onto the consumers at the end of the day. Our biggest areas are in snowboarding, road cycling, and workwear as well as golf. However, you'll see a strong presence in trail running, training, mountain biking, and ski mountaineering too. We're constantly looking to figure out where can we provide a competitive advantage to athletes by improving fit and performance and never being seen as sort of a quick and easy solution. We want the BOA fit system to actually be something that changes fit, changes performance. And so that really dictates the brands that we work with. We want to go deep with our existing brands. Oh, up to that. Uh, are there brands that can work with BOA in terms of if they don't have the resources for a lab, but they have an idea of what type of performance so they want to add to their footwear that they could work with BOA to accomplish that? That's one of the most fun things about the lab. If you look at the global landscape of the footwear market, most brands by and large do not have biomechanics labs. We're talking probably something you could count on two hands that actually have fully fledged biomechanics labs. So BOA is in a position where we can work with these brands that don't have biomechanics labs, but they have years of design and development experience that has them coming up with these creative hypotheses around what their footwear could do. We'll work with them to test those products in the lab, incorporate a fit system to work with, whether it be their outsole traction, their midsole, a stiffening element in the shoe, and sort of test those hypotheses in a way that they can't do by themselves. And do you see applications of BOA technology changing significantly in the coming years? And I don't want to give away any secrets, but is there any, can you specify in any way how it might change dramatically? You know, I think the primary growth for BOA over the next few years comes through deepening our line plans with the existing partners and gaining traction in some of those pioneering segments that I talked about, like trail running, ski mountaineering. You've seen a little bit of news already about how we will be launching into alpine skiing as well. So those would be some of the primary areas that we see growth from a future perspective facing perspective, we're really trying to lean into these scientific findings to help us create a roadmap of where we can create an advantage to grow into. Like I said, you notice most of the products launching with BOA are these wrap-based solutions. They look different, they feel different. And so with that, we want to understand the different geometries of the wrap, the materializations of the wrap, and how we can optimally integrate with brand partner products to improve fit and performance. That provides a lot of white space for us to understand what could we grow into to help maybe close some sort of gap to actually improve fit performance, then ultimately commercialize that. Additionally, and this is outside of my particular lab, but we're investing a lot of resources in making our products sustainably sourced with the goal of zero virgin fossil fuels by 2031. This certainly provides a product team, a parts product development team, with a strong short and midterm roadmap for them to work towards. Finally today, I wanted to ask you, Dan, about the education process of how BOA works in relationship to FIT. We talk a lot about FIT today. Um, does, does, does there need to be separate efforts to, to educate vendors, retailers, and consumers? Yeah. You know, like I said, our products look different. They feel different. And I think if things feel better and they can provide better performance, that's great. However, when things look different, some education can go a long way. Again, drawing on my time working in a specialty run shop, 
If a consumer comes in and they ask, hey, why does that shoe have a dial on it? Why does it have a wrap on it? If the employees of that store don't have a good way to answer that, that's going to be a failure on our part. So we do try to open up our research. We try to open up the why behind our solutions because we think that's critical. So with that, we've published, like I said, two validation studies so far. We have another one coming out. And the goal there is we try to use our marketing department to talk about how we can reach vendors, retailers, and consumers with those findings from the studies. They can really say, theoretically, you can improve fit, you can improve performance, and that should give retailers and consumers a reason why. One of the other reach outreach areas we've done is a newsletter that we wrote primarily happened during the 2020 and 2021 era when we had to do a lot of remote work. But you can see some of those findings on BoaFit.com, where every month people from our lab wrote a reason about why fit matters, how we would test it in the lab, and then giving some scientific examples of products that are now on the market. You know, at the end of the day, we feel confident that when product comes through our lab, it's going to fit better. So hopefully when a consumer tries that product on in the market, they're going to feel the incredible fit. They're going to see the consistencies across other segments. So for example, a cyclist, Bo is really big in cycling. They're going to see a wrap-based product in cycling, try it on, love the fit. Hopefully when they also go to a run shop, they're going to see the same products. It's going to look, feel similarly, and they're going to know that they're going to be locked in, get a good fit. And that trickle across segments is a really important area for us. Ultimately, from my really scientific perspective, disseminating our findings, launching great products is really important. So we try to be as open as possible with our scientific program because we think that's the true key to understanding the why behind BOA. Can you name a couple of products that consumers are likely to see in the, in the coming six months? And we're now talking in September of 2022. Yep. Some of the most recent launches that I'm pretty excited about that have come through the lab, um, the Ultra Mont Blanc is a trail running shoe that launched just one month ago. You'll see a dual dial BOA configuration there. The Adidas Code Chaos also launched as a golf shoe. That's been a really popular one. La Sportiva has a dual dial ultra marathon trail shoe coming out in early 2023, the Jackal that you can see on their website already. And we have a number of ski mountaineering products that are going to be coming out as well. So all of those are great. You know, if consumers really want to see or they want to take a deeper dive, if you go to boafit.com, you can see most of our products that are out there because at the end of the day, we do have a lot. And depending on the segment you're in, I don't want to sacrifice telling you uh, something that could be really exciting. Well, thanks for joining us today, Dan. I've been speaking with Mr. Dan Feeney, PhD, the Director of the Biomechanics Research and Performance Fit Lab at BOA in Denver, Colorado. And you've been listening to the Fuller Inside Extra podcast. Don't miss this and every podcast, plus weekly weekly footwear industry news every Wednesday afternoon. Fixed podcasts are also available on SoundCloud and other podcast platforms. I am Bob McGee.